What's up, everybody? Arden Ballard here, physician assistant, athletic trainer, bringing you another edition of Crash Cart here on Whiskey Throttle Media. I'm really excited today because I have one of my best friends in the whole world here. Um, he and I went to undergraduate studies together as uh, athletic training students. We stood in each other's weddings. He's a hell of a lot smarter than I am. His name is Chad Dufran. Hello, everybody. Chad is a PhD candidate in what, ex-phys? Exercise physiology? Biomechanics. Biomechanics. Okay. So biomechanics, for all of you bruisers out there, knuckle draggers, um, <clears throat> studies the, the physics behind the moving body. Um, and we're both athletic trainers, so we're both trained in the prevention of athletic injury. And so I thought this would be a good opportunity to talk about some knee protection um, knee braces and knee protection in general has been a big topic in our sport this year. We've had some unfortunate incidents and uh, I want to talk about all of those. So, um, EVS sports has been very generous and very kind. They've sent us out some products to review and to chat about today. Um, I've worn these, um, out on the track and I've done some motos in them and, uh, Chad and I are just going to talk about knee protection in general and, um, maybe give you some tips on how to avoid hurting your knee. Um, if you have a pre-existing knee injury, how to best protect it. And we'll talk about some of these products that are available um, on the market today. How's that sound, Chad? Sounds like a plan. I love it. So tell these wonderful folks, you know, all six or I think we have eight people watching now. We had six last video, but I think there's eight now. So moving on up in the world, tell, tell folks about yourself and why are you relevant to talk about this stuff? Well, we have a few more viewers, a few more listeners. Uh, I'm down for that. Yeah, my... My family isn't too big, but my wife's family is. So, big families, yes. families. Thanks, families. Watching. Yes. Uh, just to start off, uh, yeah, I, I graduated with Arden here at uh, Southeastern Louisiana University in athletic training. Uh, worked in the field for a few years in the high school, collegiate, and professional ranks. Um, went to. So when you say work, though, let me interrupt. When you say work, yeah. what were you what were you doing with these folks? So, yeah. So I. I stayed at Southeastern after I graduated. Uh, everybody else grew wings and flew away. I stayed <laughs> and I was a graduate assistant and I worked mostly with uh, the baseball team there and saw a number of pretty interesting injuries. I uh, also worked with football and a few other sports. Um, left and uh, worked at, uh, there's a high school in New Orleans called Brother Martin High School. Worked there and um, for two years and enjoyed it. It was a, an amazing job, an amazing school. And uh, while I was doing that, I worked uh, with a professional soccer team in New Orleans. The, they're the jesters now. Yeah. They were the shell shockers. Um, what a soccer name. Yeah. Didn't know anything about soccer. And, <laughs> and lo and behold, uh, one of the games, uh, the resident physician that was covering it was somebody that eventually became my wife. So turned out to be a pretty good game. Yeah, it was a pretty, pretty good game. Yeah. Still don't know much about soccer, um, although <laughs> I tried to play and that's where my first ACL injury occurred. Right. So, and that's what when you wanted to talk today about knee injuries and knee braces, I thought, well, is it because I'm an athletic trainer? Well, you're an athletic trainer, too. And maybe because I am also a veteran of two ACL tears. Right. One of them, the second one in which you were there. I, I was there. It was a. A massive paintball. I would I would love to say it was a it was a horrific paintball accident yeah. where you you know sacrificed yourself gloriously yeah. in honor, but no, you just slipped in a mud pile and yeah. Ten <laughs> ten minutes in. That was the most disappointing part. 
Well, the most disappointing part was <clears throat> after I was finally able to stand up, that's when I got pelted by about 10 paintballs. Right. Eight-year-olds yeah, firing yeah. plastic bullets <laughs> at your face. Um, no, I mean, I, we have a lot of similar uh, you know, education and background. And I mean, you've gone through it personally, so I know it's a, an important topic for you. Um, it's important for me because, uh, you know, you and I have talked off camera that motocross is kind of the redheaded stepchild of sports in general, especially, you know, ball and six sports kind of look down at us and say, oh, you know, you're just riding a dirt bike. How hard can it be? Um, you and I both appreciate the, the, the physicality that goes behind it. Right. It's arguably one of the toughest in the world. Um, and these get wrecked. Mm -hmm. I mean, just terribly wrecked. Um, not just from acute injuries, right. From basically anything. Right. Yeah. And, and, uh, also I, I want to probably look at this equipment today from a, a biomechanical perspective. And, uh, I was able, I had the pleasure to teach, uh, to go back to Southeastern Louisiana university and teach in their kinesiology and health studies department for 10 years. And, uh, while I was there, I said, well, why not just continue my education? So I was able to start working on my PhD in biomechanics at LSU. And some of the things that we worked on in LSU's biomechanics lab is with a, um, a local baseball equipment company. And one of the things we looked at is safety of equipment, especially with children, with youth sports. Um, and I kind of gained interest in you know, equipment, technique training uh, of youth athletes when it comes to safety. Yeah. That's a beautiful thing. Yep. And so since children that are five years old or, you know, adults that act like children that are 55 plus years old ride dirt bikes, I mean, what better fit, right? Yeah. Uh, we to, to talk about this stuff. Yeah. And I'm going to have to disqualify myself from the motocross motorsports conversation. I don't know much about it, but I am interested. That's it's, why I'm here, bro. I'm going to walk you through this. Stuff. Yes. Yeah. So <clears throat> I brought up a little knee anatomy um, page here um, because look for, for you guys watching this, I don't expect you to know any of this stuff, but it's important, right? I mean, we hear uh, terms like ACL and MCL and medial meniscus. We hear it on ESPN and we hear our, our journalists uh, in moto talking about this stuff. Um, but I want to give like a little 30 second overview about what this is. Uh, this is entailing. Okay. So, um, imagine your knee for a second, right? You have two main bones, right? You have a top bone, you have a bottom bone and they fit together kind of nicely, but kind of not nicely. Okay. Um, so there's a couple of things that kind of hold it together, right? On the inside of that knee, look right here. You got the little balls on top of your femur here. Those are called your condyles. Those are important because they sit and that's what gives your knee the articulation that it needs, right? And it sits on top of these things called meniscus, menisci. Uh, I knew a guy is menisci. Um, knee, uh, Chad, why is that important for your knee? Well, the meniscus um, have one on the lateral side, one on the medial side, and they provide shock absorption to the, not just the knee, you know, it's easy to just look at the knee and think locally, right? But it provides shock absorption for the whole lower extremity, the leg. Yeah. So that's important because we're kind of going up and down jumps and this is your natural shock absorption in your knee, right? And so thankfully we have 
other ways of absorbing shocks in your ankles and your hips and your lumbar spine and stuff like that. And we'll talk about that in another day. But as far as the bony interaction, right, these are the main players. You have your kneecap in the front. That's important because it connects all the tendons and stuff, and it gives your knee the ability to extend. Um, and then you have these ligaments over here, okay? Four main ligaments of the knee. That's all we'll talk about today. Um, you have the one on the inside and the one on the outside. And Chad, that keeps our knee from swinging left and right like a hinge, right? The Correct. medial and lateral meniscus. Um, then you have the two on the inside here the anterior and the posterior cruciate ligament. They call them cruciate because they cross on the inside. Um, and that keeps your knee from sliding back and forth like a drawer. Okay. Um, what do you have to add to that? Well, it just depends on how technical we want to get. Uh, we could keep it on like a third grade level here. Okay. Yeah. So uh, Arden was correct with the sliding of the tibia as it relates to the femur. Also, they prevent rotation of the tibia mm -hmm. and I went on YouTube and I watched video of motocross and I, I see how in the air, and it's just amazing. It's amazing athletes it really is. in the air. I can see that they're trying to guide the bike. And a lot of that you see them. And I don't know if it's correct technique or not. You see them rotating their leg Yep. and to have some exterior and also interior stability there to the knee it's very important. It's crucial to keeping your knee together and being able to walk and function and continue uh, activity uh, past that. I'm going to ask you a loaded question here. Yes. Can you imagine a guy racing without an ACL? Oh, I, I can't imagine. I, the first time I tore my ACL, uh, I walked around on it and I played golf on it for about six or seven months. And a few times, mostly stepping out of a bunker or stepping out of the cart or into the cart, I'd feel that. And, and it was, uh, and you feel like your whole world's about to end because it just clunk yeah. and just goes out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then you add, uh, I don't know how much a bike weighs. You add that to the equation, and the moving inertia and with going the up and force. Down. Yeah. And the, the acceleration and the, you know, all of the force there, the velocity. Well, yikes. I, I can't imagine. So Dallas supercross was two days ago mm -hmm. and, the guy in the 250 class won the triple crown race with a torn ACL. Wow. Wicked, right? Wow. So that kind of leads me into talking about these, these knee braces and these knee protection stuff, right? Um, why don't you grab one real quick? <clears throat> like I said, EVS uh, was kind enough to send this over to us. Um, we're going to chat about these things. Uh, this is in no way, shape, or form in endorsing any particular product, right? But I think EVS has a really good... Um, offering of several different types of knee protection, whether it be from abrasions or from actual um, mechanical issues. Okay. Um, so we're going to talk about their stuff today. Um, <clears throat> so when let's, you can hold it and you can play with it for a second. This is the first time Chad's touched this stuff. He hasn't seen any of the stuff yet. Um, when we talk about knee protection in general for, for this type of sport without, without diving into knee braces in general, what are your thoughts on, the the you know the use of knee protection in in something like dirt bike racing well it just depends i'll, I'll use the scale of zero to ten if you pick uh, just coming from my perspective if you pick something like this or any other knee brace off the shelf and you say well i wear a, a size 
medium shorts or, or size large shorts and yeah. that's the size you pick off of the shelf well that may give you about a one or two out of ten which is better than zero out of ten protection right right but the first thing i'm going to say before we get into all, all of this equipment is you, you just like golf right you have to get fitted i i that adds if you have correct fitting equipment it's going to increase your chances of, of safety it, it may bring that two to three out of ten to a six seven eight out of ten right so one thing i see here is uh you know i see that there's a lot of material here um and you know one thing i'm not as familiar with you know maybe with football a little bit but not to this extent is the amount of protection from the outside here as for, from impact from outside impact um, whether it's, um, whether it's from something scratching it, you know, creating an abrasion or whether it's just blunt force. Yeah. So, you know, if, if a guy's not wearing knee braces, mm -hmm. he's got a, a layer of pants on, right. Yeah. It's got some fancy spandex and Lycra and, you know, cool material like that. I mean, these gear companies are coming out with stuff all the time, but there's not really a whole lot of knee protection that's present. That's our fan club out there. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> Rabid. Um, so, you know, it's up to the rider to choose whether or not they're going with knee protection. Um, because I would essentially qualify them as not wearing anything. Um, spare maybe a, a skin knee from tipping it over in the parking lot. Yeah. Right. And, and again, this looks like it, this looks like it creates protection against the outside elements. Um, maybe some internal forces but one thing i see here is that you know if you look here that's <laughs> if you look at the mechanisms of injury for an acl injury right what's one of the main ones right hyperextension right if we're talking about the acl um you know i there's not much rigid protection here against the forces that create an acl injury but i if you add this with you know and i guess we can talk about technique yeah. later uh, you know I, I can add a biomechanical perspective to you know not a f philosophical uh, yeah. part to it you know basically becoming one with the bike yep uh, and using the bike as a as a brace to offload forces uh, that can and torque yep right so we can talk about that later too I, no yeah. i'd love to talk about that because mm -hmm. i think that's really important no matter what apparatus you're wearing and doing right because if you're wearing this and you're using the bike as a brace i'm not I, I don't know much about bikes, but if you're using the bike as a brace, you're going to have protection. Yeah. No, I, and because you don't know a lot about bikes, that's mm -hmm. precisely why I think this is a good conversation to have because what you're saying is very important and it validates what these these riding coaches, these good ones are talking about, right? Uh, becoming one with the bike. Ryan Hughes says it all the time. Um, you know, your proper technique is going to probably save your ass more than more than any device on yeah. your leg, right? Um, now I rode with these the other day, <clears throat> um, and what I like about them, um, especially is the, the, the grip that you get on the bike. Um, here's hand me one Chad, if you don't mind. Um, there you go. You can have one too. Yeah. I'm a share sharing type person here. Um, oh, it was two it was one inside the other. Yeah. About Man. that. It's fancy how that comes. Yeah. Right. What I like about these is the increased grip that I had on the bike, um, with squeezing with my legs. Um, if I'm purchasing these. I, th I think I kind of just understand that I'm not getting 
bone and ligament protection with this, right? I just kind of sacrifice that. Um, I understand, you know, you have a rigid kind of pad in here for your, for your anterior lower leg, for your tibia. Um, and that's really just to keep from, you know, maybe your foot peg or your Kickstarter from, you know, making a big old contusion on your leg or something like that. Um, and then it, I, mean, I would say this helps prevent maybe a patella uh, fracture or something if you were to fall directly onto your knee. Um, and, and trust me, that's something you do not awful want. injury. Yeah. It's an awful injury. Um, yeah, I've, I've wired a few kneecaps in my day and it, it, it's awful. It, it's a <laughs> terrible recovery. And Goose I mean, bumps. yeah, the it's willies, yeah. bad, yeah. bad. So, um, but I think you just kind of say, okay, I'm letting my own devices handle my ligaments, my bones, etc. Um, and I'm, I'm doing that because I get exceptional feel or, or maybe, increased feel from wearing nothing at all or wearing another device um what else you want to add to this i'll also yeah. say that it's very cool um they fit really well um but you have to make sure that you size very appropriately we're going to talk about sizing and all these things but if you're not wearing the right size too small too big you might as well not wear anything at all oh it's got a okay if you have the right size this yeah like you said it's also going to provide protection for the patella as far as preventing a subluxation or dislocations. Yeah. The inside has a little donut and it's padded around the kneecap. Um, and so one thing we didn't talk about when we showed that anatomy is the kneecap is suspended freely. It, it's a floating bone, right? It's just connected to the ligaments and fascia and tendons and stuff. Um, I call it a train on train tracks and the train tracks are the, the femoral condyles, the knots on the end of the femur bone. And there's like a little cavity, a little ditch that that kneecap sits and glides in. Um, and your muscles are responsible for keeping it in that track. Um, we could talk about muscle atrophy and how that jumps off the track and stuff. But a, a subluxation or a dislocation of the kneecap is when it jumps off the track and stays there. Um, and it usually tears stuff. And again, not a fun injury. Um, but yeah, I agree. I think this would help kind of prevent some of those things. Um, but if you dab your knee in a corner, uh, or if you drag your leg or something like that and start getting that extra force, um, on the inside or outside of your leg, it's not going to help you. Um, the second injury for ACLs is a deceleration injury, right? Um, and what I mean by that is if you imagine a basketball player coming down from a, uh, from a layup or a rebound or something, right. That hitting the floor or, um, a soccer player stopping and changing direction, um, there's a, a force of deceleration where the, the body wants to keep moving forward and the leg stays planted and that'll pop it. I mean, that's how, that's how you did it on the paintball field. Yeah. You slip. Yeah. Um, this won't help with that. Um, well, I take that back. I mean, it, it might offer a little bit of protection. I mean, there's fabric there that's going to help hold it. And, and look, this is opening up a new can of worms, oh, sure. but uh, the whole uh, biofeedback aspect of it with having this it looks like neoprene yeah like a neoprene sleeve in it that yeah helps not so much the material here helping the or providing that stability but it's going to help uh, with sensation in your body yep. to kind of the communication between your brain spinal cord and your extremity uh, it's going to help basically that communication to where your body can protect itself from those forces now if you're falling out of the sky and on a, a dirt bike, uh, I, I don't think it's going to, it, it'll help. You know, <laughs> it, it's, we're talking about different forces here. We're not yeah. talking about soccer or no. uh, paintball, especially the way I play paintball. <laughs> right. All right. Moving on. Let's pick up 
<clears throat> the next brace, the epic knee brace there. That was the TP199 uh, knee brace. Very popular. This is the epic knee guard. Um, so rated the same level of protection as the TP199s I saw. Um, there's a CE level um, rating, a CE rating, um, which you, you hear this in back protection a lot, you know, CE rating type one or type two or something like that. Um, and it just talks about the degree of protection that it's required to meet by that specific service uh, certification. So this has the same amount of quote protection as the TP 199s. What's your initial thought? Oh, it's, this checks a lot more boxes than the 199. Okay. And just from looking at it, 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 it looks like a, a modified hinge brace that you would see and, not so much with the rigid components. They would have some lateral rigid components and on the top and bottom, see some impact yep. protection on the knee. But this, for me, just being a casual observer, this checks more boxes. Okay. And, and I see um, what you're going to have here on the medial, or the middle and the lateral aspect of this brace is you're going to have something that's going to, um, I guess you can say, simulate the, the ligaments. Right. Or, I guess you can say like a supplement to the ligaments yep. here, the forces. Also, this looks like it's, if this isn't zero degrees of extension, this may be, this may be a little bit more than that, but this is fine. This is yep. great for protection of the four ligaments that you spoke <clears> of. <throat> yeah, I agree. Um, and I rode with this. Um, there's certainly a, a difference in sensation, as you can obviously imagine right now, we're adding plastic, hard plastic, and these metal components on the side here. Um, I did feel a little bit more, you know, some pressure points on the side here. Um, after a couple of laps, I, I just stopped noticing it. I didn't notice it anymore. Um, but I was pleasantly surprised with these. When I first put them on um, by my truck, I was kind of, un I, I was, I was really kind of un un under impressed um, putting them on. They were kind of clunky and just coming from the TP 199s, just that feels like, I mean, your own, your own skin. Those things are amazing. Um, <clears throat> I, I, I was a little, just say not looking, uh, I, I was just underwhelmed, right? Okay, so then I went out on the track. And remember, I'm going out on this track just to just to check these, these braces off. And, um, you know, I forgot about them, and I was still able to grip well. And, um, you know, life went on. So I think, uh, you know, I was, I was pleasantly surprised with how this turned out on the track. Um, what do you think, Chad, as far as, you know, now we're getting into more. Now they're rated the same, right? The TP 199s and these braces, they're, they're rated the same as far as, you know, abrasion protection and, and ligamentous protection. But in your opinion, do you think this is going to provide more protection as far as, you know, ligaments are concerned? And uh, I would say yes. And the, the reason why is, and, and I would have pants or, at least the sleeve on uh, as to protect from that pressure point yep. type thing. And also from the abrasions. I should, like I should say that. Yeah. EVS also sent me their, their undergarments, their socks. Um, that's a one piece design. It's a sock and a, and a, a sleeve and it went to my mid thigh. So I did have that underneath. It was nice. One thing I see here. That's brilliant. If you look at the hinges here and I, it might be hard to see here, this isn't a single axis of rotation hinge. This is called a pivoting hinge. Yeah, uh, that's what I call it. I don't know what the there might be a proprietary name for it uh, with. I like I like your term though. That's but good. if you look at it, you have rotation here at two spots. See that? Yep. And that more simulates 
not just the the natural motion of the knee, but also the the forces that will be placed on the knee. Um, and I, I the biomechanist or the, the biomechanics side of me wants to explain what a force is, but uh, I don't want to get too far into I mean, the weeds. Tell me like I'm five. Okay. Because we hear force all the time. You're a Star Wars fan, right? You know about the force, right? Right. right. Well, it's a little bit different. <clears throat> so the force is is basically defined. I'll explain it to a fifth grader, right? Um, the this a force is a, a a push or pull influence of one object or one entity onto another. Yeah. Um, and there's there's two trains of thought here. The first one is, is, is the easiest one is a linear force, right? The linear force, uh, it's, it's uh, force in general is it's what's called the vector quantity. And you've probably learned in high school, right? Force equals mass times acceleration, mm -hmm. Newton's second law, right? Well, uh, force being a vector quantity, right? Um, if you watch Despicable Me, right? Vector, right? Yep. You, you, yeah, yeah. You've seen that movie, right? We have kids. His name's Vector, right? Because he has what a direction and magnitude right mm -hmm. so magnitude just means that it's not zero right that means that if you punch somebody with magnitude it's going to hurt right, right. you're going to feel it um and it, having direction means it has one direction uh, now a combination of forces can provide the uh the movement on the knee or, or that forced movement on the knee but um so if you look at this here the multiple positions of the knee and the structures, like you said, the condyles of the knee, those two ball mm -hmm. things at the, the, on the end of the femur that sits on the tibia, right? If you look at the body with depth, if you add that third dimension, well, it's not a perfect hinge joint, right? It's, it's called, it's like, it's a modified hinge joint. Right. So what I see here is with these two pivot points, this is going to provide you know, it's, if we're talking about that zero to 10 mm -hmm. of just for protecting the ligaments, this is going to bump it up. If this is fit correctly, because this now you're getting into more rigid components. So you have to make sure that this fits on the thigh yep. perfectly, right? And you have to also make sure that it fits on the, on the, the shin, yeah. too, right? Because that way you can get adequate protection. But I like what I see here because I see when I move this, I don't know if there's a knee in it or not because yeah. I see natural knee motion. Okay. Not just that when you think of a hinge with the door where it's perfectly angled, this actually helps. Yeah. I think it represents more of a, of a biomechanical motion of knee flexion. One thing I would like to see though is another strap on the, on the thigh. Yeah. But I mean, I, again, if you fit this perfect, if you fit this right, this one strap will be adequate. Yeah, I agree. I love it. I think this was uh, my biggest surprise of the day when I was riding, um, because for for the price point, which I think they're right under, I, I could be wrong. I can look at the website in a second, but I think it's like one hundred fifty to one hundred ninety dollars or something like that. Um, I think it's the best bang for your buck. That's, yeah, that's. Um, and don't don't hurt me or if, if don't kill me in the comments if I'm wrong on the price, yeah. but. Um, yeah, I mean, I, overall, as far as, you know, comfort and protection, um, best bang for buck and of the offerings that we have here. And, and I think a lot of these companies, they offer something very, you know, you know, similar, but there's the nuanced differences and stuff. Um, I really like the, like you said, the, the pivot hinge. I think that's important. Anything else on these? I like the cup on the back. Fit your knee nice. 
Yeah. Yeah. It looks like, yeah, and you can see the you know, where the patella goes down to yep. the tibial tuberosity and provides protection there. Yeah, this is a uh, is well done. All right, now on to the. Let's talk to the, the, the big boys for a second. And I say big boys because they are big and they are, I would say the flagship knee braces, um, for EVS. Um, they, they sent us a pair of the Axis sport knee braces. Um, these are their off the shelf, um, top of the line knee braces here. Um, they are lateralized. So the one for the left and one for the right. Now I've worn some, you know, asterisk cell knee braces in the past. I've worn some custom CTI knee braces that my physician um, ordered for me um, via prescription. Um, and I have to say these felt pretty on par with, with those guys that I've, that I've worn in the past. Um, great comfort. Um, you definitely feel them. Um, I, I used to think that knee braces like this help, helped me grip the bike. I'm not so sure about that now. They sure do tear up your graphics um, and they long-term will tear up your pants. Um, but let's talk about knee protection because that might be worth it to you. Yeah. So first thing I see here is that I feel like, you know, one of the kids open up toys and yeah, YouTube right. videos, <laughs> right? It's, I feel the same way as a kid would. This is, this is right up my alley. I, yeah. The first thing I see here is, is the, the one criticism I had of the previous is that, fixed it we have two thigh straps here yep that's important because the thigh tapers as it goes down right so you you want to make sure that it's this brace is sitting because it'll slide yep it'll slide especially with the amount of forces on, on a bike i can only imagine but and you have the two you have the two there's straps. actually three lower straps yeah there's this little neoprene oh yeah guy there with that. yeah that's so i see that there look you have that, that was very comfortable same amount of protection on the inside patella from him from impact yep and this is a more familiar sight here this is um when you look at a, a modified hinge brace yep like there's some other brands i don't want to you know there's some other brands that have this it's, it's the same type of hinge brace now this is going to do the same that the previous brace did it's going to pivot uh, but it, it it it's not as much of a visual those pivoting parts of it are not as exposed here right so. Yeah. Hold that up a little bit, Chad. Yeah, here we go. So you think that, I mean, all already now we're talking about some alloy components um, that should offer in, in these, in the example of these three, some superior ligamentous protection. I'm trying to see if it's adjust, if the extension here. Oh yeah. There's some um, inside, they have some inserts where you can adjust the. Uh, okay. That blocks you put in. Yeah. Yep. So that's, that's great. Let's just say that if you are trying to win a race, trying to finish the season without an ACL, like the, the fellow you told me about, um, you can actually do that with this brace. You can actually finish your career. Let's say if you don't have a PCL, which that's something that, so the PCL is the biggest ligament, right? Right. It's the stepchild of the, of the knee, right? right. It's the biggest ligament in the knee. And uh, it, it's the, the biggest stabilizer of the knee. And it's one of those things It's one of those ligaments that if you tear it, then usually you don't get it fixed if you want to, right. Unless it's one of those catastrophic knee injuries where there's other things involved, other structures involved. And yeah, we're in here. Let's just fix it too. But used to have, it's, it's a lot more successful of a surgery now that but I remember when we were students, right. We learned that it was only a 50% chance right. of you getting to be able to recover from that surgery. Right. So you can actually do that with this here. 
And that's what I was bringing up. You could actually adjust the amount of extension and the amount of flexion you have here. So that's, that's really, really good. And it's important, especially if, if now I think we're starting to get into, you know, who's buying this brace, right? I mean, yeah, it could be the vet guy with a ton of money, but I also think it's someone who has had knee injuries in the past, right? Or if they have damage to the cartilage in their knee or, you know, maybe they have some sort of extension lag or something and they have an issue fully straightening out their leg. They can use these inserts here <clears throat> to help protect um, the delicate structure, the reconstructed structure perhaps of the knee. Um, what else you want to add about it? Well, if you look at, let's just run it through a test, right? So we have, we want to look at hyperextension. Well, we have a, an endpoint here, just like you would feel if you were, Doing a special, well, this is more of a bony endpoint, right? A yeah. hard endpoint, right? You also have, if you're talking about the ligaments on the lateral side, well, it's rigid enough to protect the MCL and the, and the uh, LCL, right? Sorry, I've been <laughs> been away from the away from the athletic training side of it for a little while, right? right. Uh, and you also have, you know, protection against hyperextension. You have ex uh, protection against hyperflexion. You know, if, if you land on your knee like this, right, yeah. if you land with your leg like this with your uh, your foot or your ankle uh, dorsiflex, well, you're going to pop your PCL, right? Yeah. Which is kind of a rare injury, but it happens a lot. It does happen. Uh, especially if you're falling out of the sky on a bike. <laughs> hey, look, I'm not against riding on a dirt <laughs> bike. It's just uh, if. No, I like I said in the beginning, I think I think your experience is valuable because it's yeah. it's it's predominantly ball and stick. And it's not, so you're coming at this with a, a, a fresh mindset and I can fill in the gaps when, uh, I, I like this here. Yeah. This is, you can tell this was well thought out, well researched. Um, when you're talking about R and D, this is, this is going to give you, this would give me with my knee, the way it is. I, if I put this on here, uh, and I were to get on a dirt bike, this would, I, I would feel good about it. Yeah. I would everything else. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> right. You don't want to whiskey throttle into the parking lot Correct. or something, but, um, <clears throat> and he's probably like, what's a whiskey throttle. I'll, I'll tell you about that later. Um, I Googled it. I still don't. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> okay. Um, now but I know you're coming at this as a biomechanist, but you probably can't help the internal bias because you've had two ACL reconstructions, right? So let's say you're me. You've never had an ACL issue. You've never had a knee surgery. You want these? You still want them? I, I would say yes. And the reason why is if you look at, I'm going to talk about not a stepchild sport, right? The uh, football. Okay. Look at the offensive linemen. You high school, if they have money, right? Or yeah. collegiate. Everyone, every lineman's wearing Especially division one, right? Uh, professional. If they're not wearing them, I, I don't know why not, but kind of a preventative uh, or a prophylactic type method of, uh, of preventing injuries. Yeah. So I think sports specificity comes in here, right? Um, because when you, when you think about those linemen, number one, they're 300 plus pounds. They're, they're, you know, walking whales and their job is to collapse onto the knee of the opposing player. Mm -hmm. Right. And so you're getting this shearing force across the knee and what's going to happen. The only thing to give out is that opposite ligament. Right. And so those braces are, are paramount for those guys. Right. Especially they're trying, you know, going from playing on Saturday to play on Sunday or something like that. I agree with you in those circumstances. I think they're, they're spot on and necessary. 
with moto it's different i think um we're when you're when you're on the bike with proper with proper technique mm-hmm. proper technique it's like you like it's like we said in the beginning you become one with the bike and your lower extremity really becomes a fix to that bike you should be squeezing the living guts out of your bike from your knees and hips down right um and so the only time a knee injury becomes a possibility is if you dab your foot on the ground, which obviously happens a good bit. Um, but I don't, I wouldn't say that it's every single play like it is for a lineman. Right. So me personally, I struggle with this. Um, and all, if you don't want to wait till the end of the video, ultimately it's going to be your choice. Right. I get that. Um, but I think if you've never had a knee injury and your technique is on point, you're, you're turning in the corners and you're not dabbing your foot every, every turn. Um, the newest technique now, Chad, is that a lot of guys are being taught to keep their feet on the pegs all the time. They're not putting their foot out in the corners anymore to prevent this precise thing. Um, so a lot of guys are riding feet on the pegs more, um, toes are on the pegs. So they're using their shock absorption there. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if you're going to need something like this. I think something like the TP199 could be perfectly adequate. And that's, again, looking at it from my perspective, you know, I see this rigid bra- brace here, which looks like a, a this looks like a, a Don Joy brace that right. see for linemen. Yep. Uh, and, and it's one that I would use if I were, let's say, playing paintball again. Yeah. Um, just because for, I think my knee's fine. I feel it now being 40 years old, I, f- I feel it yeah. getting out of bed, uh, especially when it starts to get cold, but it would give me more peace of mind. Um, but look, and what, what I, I'm just, I'm so happy that you said what you said. Cause I was thinking about it earlier on the, on the ride here. And I said, well, look, um, if you have, if you're at the, you can either be one of two things. And I I've never ridden, I've never jumped on it. I've ridden a dirt bike before, but I've never jumped on one. And you're going to be two things. It's either going to be, it's kind of like riding a horse. You're either going to be at the mercy of the horse, which is a recipe for disaster, yeah. or you're going, to, it's going to be your friend. Yep. Uh, and, you know, looking at, at a really good analogy. Yeah. Looking at a bike. Uh, if you look at a dirt bike, well, what I see is I, I, you look at it sitting there and it looks like it's a big rigid machine. Right. But it, in all reality, it's not right. There's a lot of, there's a lot of components to it that are going to offload force when you land. Yep. Right. So that's really good because if you have a rigid bike, like I think what was uh, evil Knievel, right? He would jump with on a Harley. On a, yeah. Or Indian. Was it an Indian? Yeah. And he would, even if he didn't, even if he didn't wreck, right. He, his body would be just torn to shreds. Right. right. Because having that rigid bike, having that force, um, here's another, um, high school term, right? The equal and opposite Newton's third law. Nice. So, you know, any force that you place, let's say you land the bike, you have the mass of the bike, you have the mass of yourself mm-hmm. and anything else that's on you or the bike, it's going to be placed on that ground or that floor at that velocity. Right. Um, and, you know, if that velocity is changing in a positive direction, well, uh, it, that's going to add to it also. Okay. Right. So all of that force is going to be directed back in the opposite direction and if that bike is rigid and you're attached to that bike and you're rigid you're gonna lose yep there may be a bolt broken in the bike or whatever but more things on you are gonna be broken yeah let's face it our acl is not as strong as the the front axle bolt on that dirt bike that you're riding and i'm looking long term too that those axial 
those rotational forces or angular forces. Yep. Now we're talking about torque, right? We're talking about moment arms and things like that. With that places on the knee over time, let's just, let's say you never wipe out and you never have an injury, a significant injury, an acute injury. Well, over time, you, your body's going to let you know about it. You, you bring up some good points and I have two questions. Mm -hmm. um, let's first talk about all of these braces combined in axial loads, right? So axial loads for those who aren't, it's basically what Chad was just describing, right? So an axial load is when you have, let's call it a straight up and down force, right? And then if you jump up and down on the ground, right? You have your body's weight hitting the ground and then you have gravity's reactionary force coming back up, right? And so your ankles, your knees, and your hips are going to feel that. We just had first race of the year, um, Austin Forkner, I hope you're doing well, man, with, with your surgery. He had a, a nasty knee injury on the start and uh, he had a tibial plateau, plateau fracture, right? Nasty one. Um, so the tibial plateau is the flat part of the tibia bone, the big bone of the lower leg. Um, it's the weight bearing bone of your lower leg and the plateau is the top part, right? That's the shelf where your meniscus sit and that's where your ligaments attach. And it's a crucial port, port uh, part of the bone predominantly from axial forces, right? Are any of these braces going to deter an axial load type injury? No, it, it I don't think so either. Well, I, but if I, I really don't look, I don't know anything about technique, but I, I don't care what you're wearing. If your knee is extended, if your legs extended mm -hmm. while you land, I, I, that's not the right. I don't think there's no way for that force to go. Yeah. Right. And yeah. I don't think there's a brace in the world that's going to stop that force mm -hmm. from doing some sort of damage. Right. Now, if this brace influences you to have your knee flexed to the right angle, when you do land to offload kind of like a spring or yep. a shock absorption, type, then yeah, I, I, it would. That's uh that's what's secondarily, right? It, yeah. it would, uh, it would disperse exactly. those forces, right? Correct. Yeah. So that I'm glad you said that because that brings me to my second question. When when you talk to anybody about knee braces who knows half of something, um, especially in the extreme sports world, they'll mention one of these two studies that was out, I don't know, maybe eight or 10 years ago or something where there were case studies done of moto guys wearing knee braces and getting femur fractures. So, be, and their their hypothesis was that the knee braces were so rigid that because of that, the force going up the leg, right? We talked about the kinetic chain earlier where it goes to the ankle, knee, hip, all the way up. That force has to go somewhere. And since the, the brace didn't give because it's so rigid, it went to the mid shaft of the femur and broke right above the thigh placement. That's a gnarly injury. Man. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and you'll get people commenting, Oh, I'd rather an, a femur than an ACL. And I'm like, dude, you know, you don't really know what you're saying there. Like, um, do you think, let's talk about that for a second. So obviously we don't know how EVS makes their braces. There's, I haven't found a knee brace that puts out how much force it takes to break their brace. I don't, I don't see that information. I don't know if it's been studied. Um, what are your thoughts? Let's talk about that for a minute. Well, uh, as far as that goes, I, I, there's, there's a few studies that, that I would do if, and I'm almost positive they probably already have been done. They might be. Yeah. I just, I looked um, and I haven't found them. 
But what you're basically doing is, is you're going to test two things. Uh, the, the failure of a, of a limb mm -hmm. that's in the knee, that's in this brace. And the other thing you're going to test is the failure of uh, the, you're going to test the failure the of brace itself. The brace. Yeah. Um, and you're going to, not just compression forces, but tension forces too. Mm -hmm. um, rotational forces or uh, yep. angular for like torque. Um, and basically what you're going to do is you're going to have to go through a lot of braces. Yeah. And if you're going to use a cadaver or if you're going to use a, a model. Don't um, use a, yeah, don't yeah. use a live human. <laughs> yeah. Please. I mean, if the price is right. Right. <laughs> right. But, uh, but yeah, you're going to go, you're going to go through a lot of braces and you're going to test every, every, force that this brace can withstand right you're gonna have to test that um and that's and that that's usually in that research that aren't the later that r d research and development um part but look I, just looking at it and not knowing if if they I, I i can see that that they're with all of these really that when you talk about sports specific like motocross specific or, or motorsports specific this is i i can see that yeah, you can use this in other sports, but um, this is made for motocross. Correct. Yeah. You can even see the little motocross guy on the back of the neoprene. Correct. Right? All right. It's true, right? Yeah. Well, um, and look, another thing I was wanting to talk about is we, we brushed on it is what I said earlier about becoming part of the bike. Like, yep. If you want to protect yourself from injury, you, and, and I know this, uh, I'm, I'm a, a big NASCAR fan, you know, and I won't hold that against you. Yeah. One thing I did uh, a few years ago just is joking NASCAR fan is um, I was able to do a six lap ride along at Daytona. So cool. 180 miles an hour. Show me the video. It was really cool. Yeah. And what was cool about it is in, in look, I was a, 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 everybody knows the name. If you don't know NASCAR, you knew the name Dale Earnhardt. Right. Sure. So that was as far as safety. We, we've, we've come a long way since, since there, he was actually the last person to, to, die uh, or last race car driver in, in nascar to die and that was over 20 years ago but basically what they did was they two things one most of the protection now is as far as for forces and dissipating forces is outside of the cars the walls right there there anything that the vehicle can touch including other vehicles they they softened it uh, or not really softened it but they for lack of a better term they made it easier or they made it a uh, better able to absorb force. Yeah. yeah. And another thing they did was they make the driver part of the car. The driver is a component of the car. And I knew that being strapped in at Daytona, I was wearing a Hans device, a head and neck mm -hmm. restraint, thing, which is a shroud around the neck here. And that shroud snaps to um, it. It snaps to your helmet. And then your um, then your, the Hans device itself snaps to the seat. Okay. So you're there and you can't turn your head, right? Which was, you know, there's a Dale Earnhardt and the other driver, most of the other drivers that passed away that, that one year, it was a bad year, it was a yeah. dark year, um, is basilar skull fractures, you know, those ring fractures yep. from that sudden deceleration of the vehicle and your body's going, right? Yeah. Well, if you're part of the vehicle, the car's going to handle the forces with you. We haven't had a fatality since, we'll knock on wood, right? Yeah. So um, looking, you know, what we talked about earlier about, becoming part of the bike using proper technique and, and using the bike to offload those forces that that's paramount to, to safety. And, um, and that's what I would imagine. And again, I don't, I'm not an expert on, on 
motorcycles, but I, I think that, or dirt bikes, but I, I think that that's. Yeah. And you don't have to be, I think mm -hmm. you bring up a very valid point. I mean, let's, let's pose this question. Let's answer that with a question like this. You, you're the father of an uh, aspiring amateur motocross racer and you have a thousand bucks in your pocket. Do you a buy the top of the line knee braces or B spend a thousand bucks on proper training? Yeah, I, I would, I would say training. I would too. First and I would too. I think, I think training for moto. Yes, y'all have helmets too, right? <laughs> head, head protection. <laughs> That's another video. Yeah. We'll, we'll do that later. Um, but I want to do that one too, because yes. there's some cool helmet technology out there that I want to talk about with you. Um, but yeah, I think, I think you're absolutely right. I think use the money to learn how to ride your motorcycle and use, and, and use it to your advantage and not fight the motorcycle. Um, for so long, motocross has just been a uh kind of rogue wild west as far as you know learning how to do it the right way and then you know talent rises to the top and then there you go but now I th I'm, I'm you know especially with elevate and uh, some of these online training platforms that are out there you're you're getting world-class cutting-edge technique in the palm of your hand um i i would i would spend the money that way i would um that's not to say there's not a, a place for these braces obviously um you know me personally i without a knee injury um i think i'd be riding the tp 199s um because i love the grip and i love the comfort i i would not doubt for a second that you're spending the most money possible on you know the superior knee protection and you know as far as the femur and the tibia fractures go i i think there needs to be more dedicated research to this stuff um, you know, I wrote, I wrote an article a long time ago about, about this and, um, you know, ultimately I think, you know, it, it comes down to money, right. And if these moto specific braces, you can imagine this is not a Don joy. This is not a, you know, a company that's making a bajillion dollars off of these, these knee braces. And these studies cost a lot of money. Um, I would love for some independent researcher to, to study, you know, well, What's it take to break these braces versus breaking a bone? Yeah. And I have a question for you. So let's say you have a professional motocross um, athlete and let's say, when do they change these braces out? Let's say, if, is it, is it every race? It's a great question. I, and that's phenomenal question. I mean, I think these pros, they can get them at beck and call. Um, I don't know how quick they go through them though. I would imagine, well, and, and everything's replaceable, right? Down to, I mean, all the, all the insides are replaceable, right? I mean, it just comes right off and it's adjustable and these pads and, um, but the frame itself, you're right. Um, I would imagine that pros go through them maybe once a year, maybe once, uh, one for indoors, one for outdoors, maybe, um, I'm, I'm completely guessing and speculating, but I'd imagine, you know, shoot. I actually broke my CTI brace um, oh, yeah. right there on the, the medial hinge um, and they replaced it. But if I would have still had those, if I didn't stop riding. Um, yeah. And you know, so I, I, those, and that was six years ago and now I just got back into riding. So I had to buy all new stuff, but I'd imagine they go years, you know, hundreds of hours on those, on those braces. Yeah. And, it's one of you know, talking about things like femoral fractures, which, yeah, that's reasonable to expect. And 
ex extreme sport like that uh, or tibial plateau fracture, even more, I would expect it because uh, you're talking about you're talking about those axial loads that occur even when you're not in full extension, yep. you know, which you can at the end of the day, I guess a take home lesson is, is that you're not going to hundred percent prevent these injuries and nope. in, in that sport. And in some ways that's the, that's the beauty of the sport. You know, it's, it's, there's a level of, of talent that you can see. There's a level of dedication and there's a level of, of, some people call it luck, right? But yeah. but also there, there's a level of you have to really want to do it, uh, and that's you see that in a lot of sports. But but these where the where there are dire physical consequences for not just doing things incorrectly, but you know stuff happens yeah. out there. You're right, and there and we've said it a couple of times. There's not a device or apparatus out there that's going to prevent 100% of injuries. Um, it's not going to happen. Um, I think you're doing yourself a service by researching and educating yourself on these things, getting the proper technique. Um, you know, also working out outside of the gym, you know, we didn't talk about that yet, but I mean, the role that your quads and your hamstrings and your calves and the musculature around the knee, the role that they play in preventing ligament and bone injuries, that's huge, you know? Um, so for someone like me, a 40 year old dude, if I'm not, exercising and I'm not keeping those muscles fired and active and, and strong, then I'm, I'm running the risk of a, of a larger injury. And, and you're right. It, that that's, that's correct. Cause if you look at, um, you know, kind of maybe nerding out a little bit, well, if you're trying to, if the bike's still and you're holding yourself becoming part of the bike, well, that's isometric, right? You're mm -hmm. contracting the muscles without any joint angle change, right? Without any movement of the joint. Right. But when you have all these forces that are placed on you from the bike, you know, you're going to have a break in that hold of the, of the muscle. And you're going to have some joint ankle change, but it's going to be in the opposite direction of what you're trying to do, right? Yep. It's going to be that eccentric, uh, that negative. Um, and for those of you, if you're doing a bench press, the negative is when you, I don't know if you remember, you go up to the top and you just slowly let it go back. What's well, that stretching or that lengthening of the muscle fibers under tension, right? Yep. And that's going to, when you look at the cost of, of muscle contraction, well, as far as trauma to the muscle and as far as uh, energy expenditure, endurance, uh, use of creatine, all of those things, I'm not going to get into, even though you said I'm an exercise physiology PhD <laughs> student. No, um, you know, I know some people that we can get on here for yeah, that. Yeah, right. Um, that, that's, that's, that's a, a real brainiac subject, right? So, but that's going to have the most cost on the muscle. Uh, structurally yeah. and chemically uh, that eccentric that that th those muscles they 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 like it in the long term of training but they they don't like it in the short term right, right. so that level of fatigue that level of trauma uh, you know that the late onset muscular damage that trauma that you need to mm -hmm. to to fix well that's that needs to that to be factored into the equation too yeah yeah lots of stuff to think about so okay so wrapping up in closing yeah. What would be, I mean, we know your choice of brace here and that's okay. Cool. Um, what would be your top three tips for preventing some sort of injury like this? Moto specific. Well, I, I think that th the first thing you want to do is, is education, right. Mm -hmm. or, or training. And I was talking to somebody specific to list lifting, um, 
weights. You know, somebody he lift, he's been lifting weights for 40 years now. Well, it we're talking about like setting the ego aside and saying, well, would it be better if you had a coach? You're like, well, no, I, you know, he, he didn't say this. He said, yeah, it would be a would be better if you look at right. The best golfers in the world, right. They right. have coaches. Right? So that it has to be constant learning process. Um, and that's the first thing I would, I would say that, that training um, start at a young age, get those 10,000 hours on the bike in, right. That, that's my uh, Malcolm Gladwell I like it. Uh, plug there. You know, if you haven't read the book Outliers, I recommend it. It's great. great um, two, um, practice, right? Two is practice. And, and three, like like you said, the, the sport is, is even though it, it seems like it's been around forever, right? It's, it, you, you said that it's not as well known and it's, it's kind of um, these things are in, in these safety things are in their infancy. Well, things are going to change. It's dynamic, right? It's ever changing. So there may be evidence that comes out that we don't know, or, or, right. or the, the athlete doesn't know. And, and it could be something that could mean the difference between a, a season and injury or a catastrophic career ending injury, right? You know, it may change that. So those are the three things, right? So one, we have proper training yep. Two, we have practice and three, we have, Keep your ear on the, uh, on the, uh, what's that saying? The, on the railroad track, right? Keep your ear in there. Just make sure a train's not coming oh. too close, right? <laughs> yeah. I know what you're talking about. But yeah. Um, yeah. Be, so stay, stay up to date on the latest and greatest, right? Yeah. Don't just train. Don't just, you know, just be a nerd. Yeah. You know, if you love the sport and you want to get better at the sport and you want to help with your longevity, not just short, long-term longevity, but short-term longevity, then you have to keep up with the Joneses, I guess. You could yeah. Say. And, and with evidence, you know, I'm sure there's evidence out there that, that this component, this technique is better than it before. And I know all you moto guys out there know about the bro science and, and the moto pit science. And there's so much snake oil in this sport. Um, good Lord. We can, we can, I can sit here for another five hours and talk about the crap that I've seen in the, in the pro pits. Um, I, I, I digress. I won't, I won't go into it right now, but you're right. I mean, find somebody who actually knows what the hell they're talking about and vet them, make, make, make sure that, make sure that they're, what they're saying is legit and true because there's so much crap out there. Um, that's really important. So stick to your guns and find someone who knows what they're talking about. Yeah. And I want to close with this. We, um, in our profession, athletic training, our original profession, you know, we, um, lost somebody near and dear, uh, to our profession yesterday. And, yeah. um, you know, I want to say, um, you know, I, uh, to Doc Goodwin, we, you know, I know maybe no athletic trainers are listening to this, but we really uh, appreciate what, what you've done for us and, and, and our profession and the university we, we graduated from. But, um, you know, I'm going to leave with a lesson that, that he taught me uh, because I was able to being an instructor um, in athletic training at, at Southeastern, I was able to meet with him, a number of times at, at a local coffee shop and every time you, you it was every Tuesday morning, he would be there mm-hmm. sitting down same table and the table, I would, where am I going to put my coffee? It, it was full of research articles. And this is somebody that was retired for at the time, you know, between five to 10 to 15 years yeah. already. And, and probably had no intention of, of actively working in the profession anymore. And, and he, constantly learning. Yeah. So that's what I'd recommend to you. There's information out there. There's evidence out there and it's going to help you. 
and if you want to get your children into the sport, it's going to help your children too. Yeah. Always be learning. Yeah. Appreciate you, dude. Well, I hope, uh, hope I did. Okay. I, you know, I kind of jumped in this, uh, blindfolded and, uh, and, you know, I'm very interested in, in this sport. Uh, and, and I've, I admire it not so much because of the, the oohs and ahs that you see, but I, I just looking at it, I see the amount of dedication it takes to not just participate. And, and I'm talking about at every level, but to sustain a, a, a career or activity in, in a sport. And not only is it, well, from a look at it, it's expensive, right. But, but it's also, um, it, it's, you have to, you have to be a hundred percent attentive and a hundred percent there at all times. If not, there's going to be dire physical consequences Right, from my, my aspect. So kudos to y'all. Appreciate you, man. I watch from afar. Unless you invite <laughs> me to one of those. I'll bring you to the race. Yeah. Let's yeah. do it. Okay. Um, let's do this again sometime. I'm all for it. All right. Thank you so much. Appreciate everybody. This has been another episode of crash cart here at whiskey throttle media. Um, Keep the discussion going. I know, you know, Chad would love to answer your questions and I'm always looking for questions. If you have a topic that you would like to hear about, leave a comment down below or send me an email and uh, we'll chat about it till then. See you later. Thank y'all.